the city. It's a city of crime. My name is Friday. I carry a badge. 3.15 a.m. Thursday, January 15th. It was chilly that morning in the city of Angels. On this particular occasion, we happened to witness a pagan ritual in progress. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White. I am joined once again by my friend, Sean Penalber. Hello. And Sean's been ditching me for like, I think it's been like three months to do this podcast. <laughs> it's just been one thing or another. He's just been ducking out. I don't know why. He agreed to do it, but then he must have seen something that he didn't like because he's been trying to avoid me. Hey, it was you last week. It was me last week. I agree. So <laughs> We are doing City of Crime, the music video that is connected to the movie Dragnet, starring Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. One of the, the delays, uh, one good thing was you were able to watch the movie. Yes. I don't, now, I've, or, I've already done two podcasts on the movie Dragnet. I don't want to get dragged, <laughs> no pun intended, I don't want to get dragged <laughs> down with a Dragnet. But an overall, what did you think, did you like the movie? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be, uh, judging from the music video, I thought it was going to be a little lamer than it was. But it had some really fun moments. Yeah, it's a really fun movie. I thought Tom Hanks was going to be so over the top. Again, just judging from the music video, I thought his character was going to be all wild and wacky with his high voice, in the his high rap voice. But no, it was good. So we're doing City of Crime. It runs over the end credits of the movie. And it was written by Dan Aykroyd and Peter Aykroyd, his brother, and a guy named Glenn Hayes. Hayes? Yes. Or Hughes? Hughes. Hughes Hughes or Hayes? I, I think it's Hughes. Have that. I got it pulled Hughes. up. Hughes. Oh, yeah, it is Hughes. It's my terrible handwriting. Hughes. Deep Purple and Black Sabbath were on this. And then the guitarist, Pat Thrall. So they brought in real musicians. Not that they wouldn't have, but these are like real big-time musicians they brought in on this. And if you look it up on IMDb, this movie, this video has a 6.4 out of 10. So people were people were grading this video. 6.4. right, it's Like almost right in the middle. Apparently it was a hit on MTV. It was. And uh, from another thing I read was uh, this was the first thing Tom Hanks saw on YouTube when YouTube was becoming a thing. His kids brought it up and made fun of him. Well, as you mentioned, we'll get into the video, but Tom Hanks, just by watching this video, Tom Hanks is having a ball. He he's just he just he's just going with he? it. And you got to you got to love him about that. He is just giving it his all. He doesn't care if he looks silly. It's just he's just having fun. That right there. He literally Put his whole self into it. Now, as a musician, what did you think of the song itself? Oh, it's catchy. That that hook, the, it's the city of crime. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's really, like, as far as, like, white rapping in the 80s goes, it's not terrible. And, I mean, Aykroyd had experience with music, so, like... I'm sure. If, yes, with the Blues Brothers and all that. Yeah, he did have experience with music. Exactly. So it's like I'm sure if they had pulled both of them off of like nothing, then who knows? But I mean, with that talent, and then also with Glenn Hughes and Pat Thrall, and then also the person who did the music video was apparently someone who did like music videos for Aerosmith and Poison and stuff. So they had the talent and they had the budget. And so you're just going to get something good out of that. The choreography, Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd, there's a, there's a lot of dance numbers in this. 
And they do quite well. Like you said, Dak Aykroyd was known. He was a blues brother, so he knew about music. He also knew about choreography. He did a lot of dances with him and Belushi when they were the Blues Brothers. But I'm all, I'm equally impressed with Hanks, who up, I don't know. This was one of his early movies. You know, this was right after Your Bosom Buddies. This was right after Splash. So this was just when he was climbing the charts. He wasn't the Tom Hanks we know of him now. He got the dance moves down perfectly. He was in step with Aykroyd. He's an, he's an actor. Now, I'm going to say that this is from 87 when the movie came out. And if you look at them, Aykroyd pretty much looks the same as he did in that video. He's not, he's probably, he's lost a little hair and put on a few pounds, but he pretty much looks the same. Yeah. Hanks has aged tremendously yeah. over this time. I mean, Hanks looks nothing like he does in this video, in this movie. He's so young. He's like a little he's baby. He's so young. He's so young and he's so thin in this movie. He's got the he's got the his afro. It does he just looks and he looks like a baby compared to what he looks like now. Yeah, it's definitely pre Tom Hanks. Before Tom Hanks became Tom Hanks. Splash was a couple years earlier and that was his big break and Did you notice in the song that Dan Aykroyd's name is spelled wrong when it comes up? They put the credits up? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they spell the A-C-K. It is Aykroyd and Hanks sing most of the movie, but I believe it's Glenn that sings when they're interrogating the three pagans in the video. He's st- Woo, excuse me, Kappa, Mr. Crime Stopper. I believe that's Glenn Hayes who is singing that part. Whoa, you can't say nothing on me, Kappa! Well, excuse me! I was wonder. I was gonna ask if you knew that or not, because I didn't recognize him from the movie. No, they're not. The three pagans are not in the movie. For the listeners, the pagans are in the movie, though. The pagans are in the movie, but these three actors playing the pagans are not in the movie. And I believe one is Glenn Hayes from IMDb. There's only four credits on IMDb. It's Aykroyd, Hanks, Glenn Hayes, and Pat Thrall. But there are three pagans. I'm almost positive, but I'm not exactly sure. I think the third pagan is Peter Aykroyd. There's a but I can't be sure because I don't know what Peter Aykroyd looks like. There's a Peter Aykroyd? This is the first I've ever heard of this. Ever. You've never heard of Peter Aykroyd? Not once. Uh, that's Dan's brother. What about Jim? Oh, no. That's Belushi. <laughs> that's, Bel- that's Belushi's. That's John Belushi's brother. Peter Aykroyd is Dan's brother. And I think Dan, like, throws him stuff, or, and, like a somewhat musician. So he co-wrote this movie, and he co-wrote this song with Aykroyd and, and Glenn. So there's three pagans, but there's only two pagans mentioned on IMDb, and I'm almost sure that he is the third, but I don't know what he looks like. That's um, crazy. That's interesting. What a cool brother to just, like, throw you into cool projects. There's probably a reason why Peter Aykroyd has not, has not achieved the fame that Dan has. He, he's probably, I don't know, I don't know of his, his talent or all that, but yeah, I mean, and Peter Aykroyd is not a big name. The fact that you have you never heard of him, I am not surprised by that. There's nothing that he has done outside of Dan that he can hang his hat on. Like you mentioned Jim Belushi. Outside of John, he had, Jim Belushi had a good movie career. He had that television show, according to Jim. 
He's now touring with Akira. So Belushi, Jim Belushi, distinguished himself apart from John. Peter Aykroyd has not done that. Peter Aykroyd has not had, doesn't have clearly any achievements that put him on the level that even puts him close to Dan. The, the reason I said Jim uh, was because I was reading. Uh, he he was supposed to be the person who played for Tom Hanks. That's who Aykroyd wanted to be in this movie. At first, he wanted him to be Pep Strebeck. It seems like there's been a couple of movies where Aykroyd has wanted Jim Belushi because he wanted Jim Belushi to play to be in the Blues Brothers 2000, and he couldn't do that because Belushi had like a a television commitment. So Aykroyd has tried to get Jim into these roles just due to scheduling conflict, and I guess that's one thing that also proves that Jim has distinguished himself. You actually have. You actually have a scheduling conflict where you can't be in these big budget movies. Now, I'm pretty sure Belu- uh, Jim Belushi was actually happy he wasn't in Blues Brothers 2000 because that is not a good movie. But I think he would have, I think he would have enjoyed being in this movie. Now, that being said, I really enjoy Tom Hanks in the video and in the movie. Yeah, he's he's totally opposite of Ackroyd, and Ackroyd has the. Do you know anything about the original Dragnet? No. Not really. So Aykroyd is doing Jack Webb. He's the guy who played Joe Friday in the original series. And Aykroyd has the the cadence, the way he talks, just the facts, ma'am. And the fact that he can... So in this video, not only is he he's singing, and not only is he rapping, but he's rapping doing an impression of Jack Webb, which is very impressive. Yeah. It's, it's, it's impressive to sing and rap at once, but when you have to rap, and do an impression. It just reminds me of um, uh, Ewan McGregor when he did the Star Wars trilogies, and they said not only is he acting, but he also but he's also acting and doing an Alex Guinness impression at the same time, which makes the acting tougher. Which I can agree with. Yes. Yeah. If you're trying to match, you know, if you're, you're impersonating, I don't want to say impersonating, but matching a character that you're playing which is what they were both doing. They were trying to encapsulate a character that came before them. And doing that while acting and while singing, that's a tough thing to do. Aykroyd did a great job. Yeah. And just the deadpan kind of like, again, the duality of the characters uh, adds to it. But also, the in the beginning, like one of the first lines, the read them their rights, read them their rights. It's just, there's something about that that just stood out so much to me. One of my favorite lines is there, we're going to take you down to the station, and Tom Hanks is like, and have some refreshments. And have some, (laughs) and have some refreshments. That got me too, because it's like, what what kind of station is this where they're arresting you, and then you can come in for drinks and pie or something? I think I would have liked, well, I guess they couldn't. You see clips of the movie, and this was a big thing in the 80s too. You would get a music video for the movie, but you'd also see clips of the movie in the music video. And we get that we get that in this. And I think it's a right amount of video clips and new footage with Ackroyd and Hanks. It's a nice combo. The the video flows nicely. It's like you said, it's a very, very catchy song. A lot of people I remember when this movie first came out, and a lot of people were not disappointed, but they wanted more of the like the original Dragnet music. The the Dragnet music, if you ever watch the television show, is it's very dun dun dun. Um, bum, uh-huh. bum, bum, bum. They wanted 
more serious music over the credits, and I don't, I don't agree with that. Over the over the beginning credits, they use the Dragnet music, but once again, they mix in Aykroyd. It's sort of a rap song, and at the end, it's a rap song. I think it was just, and it's the eighties. It and this movie, this music is the eighties. This encapsulates. This is just a, a time capsule of the eighties. This white rapping over the end credits. I did recognize the Dragnet theme when I watched the movie. I was like, oh, I, I know this theme. It's one of those things where even if you don't know where it comes from, you've heard it. It's like, I don't know where it comes from, but I know what that is. It's it, The Dragnet theme is that. Is. It's that familiar. And then also what you were saying about like uh, people not enjoying that because the music wasn't as old. That's basically like almost every music or new thing. Like when anything is redone. Everyone's always like, oh, I like the old one better. I miss the old stuff. It's like, no, you're doing a new thing. Like, get over it. The one thing that shocked me, and I said Ackroyd is paying homage to to Dragnet. Dragnet, the TV show, it was total 100% police propaganda. It was the police were always right and criminals were always wrong. There was no gray area. It was black <laughs> and white. There's some episodes, all the episodes are on YouTube. The black and white episodes from the 50s and the color episodes from the 60s and 70s. And I found it odd that, that Aykroyd had so much love for this character because when he came on the scene in 1975 in Saturday Night Live, they were the counterculture. They were the opposite of what Dragnet stood for. So the fact that Aykroyd, who was was counterculture, also had love for this old-time... Because he never makes fun of Joe Friday. He never makes fun of the character in the movie or in the video. And you can vouch for that. You've seen it. He plays it straight. He doesn't make him stupid. He doesn't make him ignorant. He plays it straight. He plays it as a straight-laced cop. Yeah. And that's very, very interesting to me, where you can hold a total different point of view of the character you're playing but not let that seep into the character. Though, that being said, the whole straight-laced him acting like... What was this? Jim Webb? Jack Webb. Jack Webb. It does seem like he's a little off. It does, like... It's just the character, you know, like... And it's just a thing of the times. I mean, I'm a lot younger, and people don't really act like that anymore. So, at the end of the video, Ackroyd and Hanks are in... What I would call, I guess, bicycle cop outfits... Because they're wearing polo shirts and shorts and pulled up white socks and black shoes and ball caps. Something that you would see a bike cop in. And all these beautiful women, this video is just littered with beautiful dancers. And the movie occasionally too as well. Yes, the movie centers around a Playboy mansion of type. So there's a lot of beautiful women. But at, So at the end of the movie, how it used to be in those old go-go clubs where women would be dancing in cages. Yeah, they're in well, those cages. Hanks, yeah, Hanks and Ackroyd are dancing in these cages with all, and all these beautiful women are, are down on the floor watching them dance. That didn't really make sense to me. It was fun, but it's just like, okay, that's a thing. I, I think it's just, whatever the word is, it's it just a kind of, oh, I'm blanking on the word, but basically to represent jail. You know, like they're, they're, they're in jail or maybe you're in jail watching them. A representation? From, you know, yeah. Or an allegory or whatever. I, I can't re- I can't think of the word right now. But they do occasionally hit the bars, and you can see that they're totally just like I, rubber. I was just going to say that. You can totally see that. They bet, yeah, it's like they hit the bar. Those are not bars. Those are styrofoam and, or rubber or whatever it is. And also Tom Hanks in there, he's doing the whole flamboyant, like waving his arms around kind of thing. 
turning his cat backwards. Yeah. He's going nuts. At this point in the video, Hanks is just going yeah. nuts in that cage. And Ackroyd, there with his arms crossed, just delivering his lines. Almost the entire time. Almost the entire time. And I want to go back. So there's a couple of dance moves where Ackroyd and Hanks are in step. And while Ackroyd is doing it, his arms are crossed or he's got his hand on his chin. When Hanks is doing it, it's like his whole body is in it. But when Ackroyd is doing it, it's like he's two different parts. It's like his legs are doing it, but his top part is detached. Because he is just holding his chin or crossing his arms. It's just really fun to watch. And it takes, and to me, that, that's body control in there. That he's able to have his legs do something and have his, his upper torso do something else. I just found that very, very enjoyable to watch. Yeah. It's kind of like a little Irish jig. I think that's so fitting for the characters, though, too. Like you said, the video encapsulates the characters. Tom Hanks is not as over-the-top as he is in this video, but he is much more a flamboyant than uh, Joe Friday, Ackroyd's character, in the movie. But it was definitely, it's it's an impressive video, because from what I was reading, the budget of Dragnet was like $20 million or something like that, and they were like, how are we going to reach people to come see this movie about a remake of something that like most people don't even watch anymore, so they're like, "Oh, let's let's make a music video." Yeah, by this time, by the time they remade Dragnet, it had been off the air like seventeen years. Jeez, like the like the last episode, it like ended in the se- nineteen seventy, and this was before YouTube, and this was before the internet, so people didn't have the access to go back and watch those shows. I, like this was the point where you could only catch those shows in reruns on television. So you're right, this. This TV show had pretty much fallen out of the lexicon of the viewing public. So they needed something to get the public back interested in this movie. And I, I guess it worked from what I what I read and what I hear. Now, when I saw other reviews of like people doing what we're doing, most, most of them are hating on it. Most of uh, They're all like, this is old, this is cringe and blah, blah, blah. But really, for, the, for what it was at the time, it's good. It's not bad. Where did they get that crummy, crappy music in the beginning titles oh, and at the, the end? Disco the disco stuff. rap music video clone you know that junk. Comes, you know they should have used the Dragnet theme. At the oh. end of the movie, I was hungering. I wanted to hear that da-da-da-da. <laughs> I walked out of the theater singing it to myself okay, because okay. I wanted it so badly. Well, you, the sad fact is that they didn't have enough confidence in the material no, they that they had to try and hook kids in with some disco thing. I enjoy the movie. I... I enjoy the movie. I enjoy Ackroyd. I enjoy Hanks. I think that those two make a good duo. You have all your character actors in there. You got your Dabney Coleman, your Christopher Plummer, your Harry Morgan. I love old character actors and actresses. They're the ones that make the movies possible. I wish I would have seen more of that. I wish they had some of them in this video. That would have been fun to have some more of the characters in the movies in this video. I don't know why it didn't happen. Maybe it was a budget thing, or maybe they just couldn't get a hold of them. Yeah. The music is catchy. The video is catchy. Gets you interested in the movie by the... Vi- the clips in the movie gets you interested in the movie. The purpose of this video, I think the video accomplishes what it set out to. It's entertaining, and I also believe it would get people to see the movie. Even if the video clips weren't in there, the fact that Ackroyd and Hanks, at that time, Ackroyd was an established star and Hanks was on his way up, at that time, I don't think you had too many people in music videos because it was a new thing. 
I, I, I know there was some, but just to see that the stars of the movie were in this video, I think that garnered points for them, for people once they saw the video, they wanted to go see the movie. Yeah, I mean, to have, from back what MTV was, like MTV was huge, and to have this video playing on that, that is such good advertisement. Like, it's not even like a short commercial, like a little, oh, a trailer, you know, like, I don't know what this movie's about. It's more something fun and engaging. And it's like, oh, maybe I will go see that movie. You can watch this movie. Uh, I'm sorry. You can watch this video. And it doesn't give anything away. It Because all the clips, there's no audio from the movie. No spoilers. So you can watch this video, get an idea of what's happening. But the video doesn't give anything away of the movie. A lot of people complain nowadays with trailers. It's like, oh, the whole movie's in the trailer. Yeah. Or the trailer gives away the twist. A lot of trailers have ruined movies. With a music video, you don't have that problem. It gives you a taste of what the movie's going to be about, but it doesn't give anything away. Once again, that's a plus for the get people out to the movie. You haven't ruined anything. You've just wet their appetite for the movie with this video. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, as a marketing standpoint, pretty genius. Unless they had, like, messed it up. If it had been, like, a terrible song, you know, or something like that, then, like, who knows what would have happened. But I think they did a, well, a good job. They hired the right people. They had the right talent. It worked. They didn't skimp on it. They put the same amount of production value in this video as they did in the movie. And I think if they would try to cheap-ass or half-ass it, I, I don't think it would have worked. I think the production value of this video, which is very, very good, and the cinematography is very good, the choreography is very good. I don't, th I don't know why it only has a six point four. And first of all, I don't know. <laughs> I just think of these people going to IMDb. <laughs> well, if you want to, you know, just writing a. Well, of course, we're doing a review of the video, but it's like, how can you not like this video? It's fun. It's a catchy song. It's, uh, if it's not. If you're going to be a grumpy old man and say it's not connected to Dragnet, well, I can't help you there. This is the 80s. This was when everything was colorful and fun, and they were just trying to they were just trying to cash in on that trend, which they did, and, I, and I'm and i a child of the 80s, so I have a lot of nostalgia for this video as well. But also, 6.4 on IMDb is not terrible. Like, that's... No, it's not. That's not bad at all. If you're over 6, that's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. And IMDb. Uh, would you watch a sequel to this right now? If Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd made a sequel today. A hundred percent. Like, they were the old guys in the precinct. They were, like, two new cops. And Aykroyd and uh, Hanks were, like, the like one was the captain and one, I don't know, or one is on the verge of retirement. Like, Aykroyd's, uh, like Aykroyd's the captain. Hanks is on the verge of retirement. So he has to break in a new partner before he retires. I would 100%. I'd 100% watch that movie. So here's, uh, I'm just going to throw it out there because it's probably never going to happen. So anyone's welcome to steal this idea. I had a movie idea called Cop Con or Cop Convention where you take every cop from every famous cop movie and you send them to this giant cop convention where just all heck breaks loose. Like there's just some huge terrorist act or something like that. And you have Jackie Chan, you have uh, these two, you know, you have Lethal Weapon, you have, why can't I think of his name, Eddie Murphy. Like, all of these cops in one movie, I think that would be a fantastic movie. 
Does television count? Do we get Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck? If they're still alive, let's put them in it. You know what I mean? If they're like, still alive, it would be like The Untouchables, only with with cops. Yes. I think that would be a fun movie. That would be a real fun movie. And act, and one of them turns out to be, one of them turns out to be the killer. Yes. So this person, this person that we thought was a cop for all the, like Magnum P.I. is the killer. It's like he finally snapped. It's like, I want to wear pants. I don't want to wear shorts all the time. It's. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Something like that. It'd be s- silly, fun, and... Uh... And silly and fun is how this... I think the word silly gets a bad rap when somebody says that's silly. And I don't think it should. I, To me, I love silly. If it's done properly. It, and, like, I guess anything else if it's done properly. But when, like, when the word silly is thrown out, I think a lot of people have a negative connotation to that. Oh, that's just silly. Yeah. But silly can be great. I think silly can be wonderful. I think silly these days is kind of almost the equivalent of like puns. Like people, like people equivalent puns to silliness. It's like, oh, that's silly. You know, it's like, oh, a little groaner, you know, but like, like you said, sometimes silly can be really fun and engaging. Like, uh, just like improv, you know, like improv can be super silly. And still not be like, ugh. It has to, the thing with puns and with being silly is the people who are doing it have to know, have to know puns and they have to know silly. There's nothing more, there's nothing more cringeworthy than somebody trying to be funny who's not funny or who somebody's trying to be, if somebody's trying to be intentionally bad. Yeah. It's all in the hands of the people. So that's like, so silly in the right hand, like Monty Python is silly, but they, but they, they know what they're doing with silly. Yes. And I, and I love it. That was a, this video was silly. They know they, and they know they're being silly. Tom Hanks knows that he's not, you know, he's being silly, turning his hat backwards and, and white boy rapping and white boy dancing. He knows it's silly. You have to be in on the joke. For silly to work. Yeah. And you have to commit. You have to commit. You can't half-ass silly. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and I guess we've uh, we've talked about a half hour on this four-minute video. I, I think we, we both agree that it's just a fun... It's on YouTube. I'm sure it's on Spotify. I'm sure it's everywhere. The, the song. Yeah. But the video is on YouTube. Watch the video. And I'm sure if you watch the video, if you haven't seen the movie, it'll make you want to watch the video. Uh, watch the movie. But yeah. Silly, fun, video... On YouTube. Anything else you want to add to that, Sean? No, I enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to check it out, I checked it out, and that made me want to watch the movie, but also because I was reviewing for a podcast. But still, it worked out, and they fit together. They fit well together. Check it out. Uh, I'll, I'll give it I'll give it my approval. Seal of approval. He's gonna, uh, Sean's going to give it a 6.7 on IMDb. It's, yep. It'll raise it up a couple notches. We'll notch her up. What do you want to promote, Sean? Tell us what you got. Uh, as always, you can check out my website. It's still under construction right now, so there's not a lot to look at. Um, though, on Valentine's Day, I've got a couple new albums coming out for Who to Thunk. Uh, please check those out. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at The Art of Ceilings. Uh, and come see Scott and I at Comedy Sports. We just got reviewed on Houston Chronicle as uh, the number one best comedy spot in Houston. hey So definitely come see a show or a match. Branding. Yes, if you're in the Houston area, cscHouston.com. Check us out. Please. All right, that's it. Sean, thank you for being on this. It was a short, sweet podcast. 
I like those. These are much easier for me to edit. <laughs> and Yeah, thanks for having me on. Sorry that it took All so right. long. No worries. And uh, we'll see everybody here next time on the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Peace. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. In case you don't agree with my methodology, I like to do things my way. We don't get memory lost who's the boss. Don't forget, my name is Friday. I'm the man of the hour. The power of power. I'm the arm of the law. The very last draw. I'm on the side of the right. I couldn't wait now. If you get me up tight, I am. A... Right inside. I'm as strong as the army. Never can hurt me. Coming down like a hammer. Get ready for a slammer. has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast. The story you are about to see is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. 